This week reminds me of a poem written by Martin Nomoller, a German pastor, and he used this when recounting the German Holocaust back in the 30s and 40s. <coughs> Excuse me, in 40s. Quote, they came first for the communists, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the Jews, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for the Catholics, and I didn't speak up because I was a Protestant. Then they came for me, and by that time, no one was left to speak up. The purge has started, and big, tuck, big tech are the ones dropping the hammer. And I think it's really important you remember that poem. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, Twitter announced Friday afternoon that they have banned President Donald Trump from using their platform permanently <coughs> due to risk of further incitement or violence. So this is kind of long, but this is what Twitter said. The determination is based on a number of factors, including President Trump's statement that he will not be attending the inauguration is being received by a number of his supporters as further confirmation that the election was not legitimate and seen as a disavowing his previous claim made via two tweets by the Deputy Chief of Staff, Dan Scavino, that there would be an orderly transition on January 20th. The second tweet may also serve as encouragement to those potentially considering a violent acts that the inauguration would be a safe target, as he will not be attending. The use of the words American patriots to describe some of the supporters is being interpreted as support for those committing violent acts at the useful capital. The mention of his supporters having a giant voice long into the future and that they will not be disrespected for treated for being or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form is being interpreted as further indication that the president does not plan to facilitate an orderly transition and instead he plans to continue to support, empower, and shield those who believe the, he won the election. Plans for further armed protests have already begun proliferating on the off Twitter and off on and off Twitter, including a proposed secondary attack on the U.S. Capitol and state Capitol buildings on January 17, 2021. As such, our determination is that the two tweets above are likely to inspire others to replicate the violent acts that took place on January 6, 2021, and that there are multiple indicators that they are being received and understood as engagement to do so. Bullshit. Trump responded saying, quote, as I've said, been saying for all, all along, Twitter's gone further and further in banning free speech, and tonight Twitter employees have coordinated with the Democrats and the radical left in removing my account for their, from their platform to silence me and you in the 75 million great patriots who voted for me. Twitter may be a private company, but without the government's gift of Section 230, they would not exist for long. I predict that this would ha I predicted that this would happen. 
We have been negotiating with various other sites, and we'll have a big announcement soon. While we also look into the possibilities of building out our own platform in the near future, we will not be silenced. Twitter is not about free speech. They are about promoting a radical left platform where some of the most vicious people in the world are allowed to speak freely. Stay tuned. Okay, what crap from Twitter? What Twitter is doing is not reading words that he's actually saying. For there are no violent or insightful words in his inform in what he said. They're interpreting words and forming them so that they can be construed as violent and insightful. In one of the tweets they were talking about, he simply said, I will not be attending the, everyone wants to know, I will not be attending the inauguration. Twitter actually took that and twisted it into its, he's inviting people to violently attack the inauguration. I mean, a lot of these things, I mean, it's a hell of a stretch. A hell of a stretch. I find it amazing that the social media platform continues to allow leaders of Iran, China, and Russia to use their services and have no trouble with the incitement by left-wing hacks from BLM and Antifa, and who actually do things violent and actually do incite and violence and actually do plan violent acts on their platforms but they'll ban the president of the United States because he doesn't want to go to the inauguration and by the way did Twitter ban all the Democrats who said they weren't going to Trump's inauguration or piss on them when the left wing protesters did get violent outside the grounds of the inauguration in 2016 I don't think so this is just the beginning. We knew it was going to happen, especially when the Democrats took the entire government. Big tech was going to do whatever the Democrats want because they don't want to be controlled by the def Democrats. And these platforms want to be the main social media platforms. That includes Facebook and uh, Twitter. Republicans could have stopped this four years ago. They didn't. Now it's a shit sandwich is ready, and we're going to have to all take a big bite. By the way, I'll tell you that later. It's coming. Now, a bunch of people see problems with this. And one of the groups that I, I'm actually kind of surprised said anything was the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. They released a statement on Friday taking a shot at Trump before suggesting that minorities would end up being affected by big tech's policies in the long run, and they didn't think Trump should have been banned. This is what they said. <coughs> Quote, For months, President Trump has been using social media platforms to see doubt about the results of the elections and undermine the will of the voters. We understand the desire to permanently spend him now, suspend him now, but it should concern everyone when companies like Facebook and Twitter wield the unchecked power to remove people from platforms that have become indispensable for the speech of billions, especially when political realities make the decisions easier. President Trump can turn to the press 
his uh, press team or Fox News to communicate with the public, but others, like the many black, brown, and LGBTQ activists. I find that amazing because Twitter's not actually targeting those people. Twitter is targeting conservatives. It's really, really obvious. And they're kicking conservatives off their platform. But I, I, I digress. Let's continue. Who have been censored by social media companies will not have the luxury. It is our hope that these companies will apply their rules transparently to everyone. Um, yeah, it amazes me. I, I, you Do me a favor. You tell me where on Facebook and where on Twitter have they targeted black, brown, and LGBTQ plus communities. They're not. It's bullshit. Anyway, this is good, though. This is good. The ACLU is not a friend to the president or conservatives, and I have never cared for, uh, I've never cared for them, but they have always been free speech. That's all they really searched for was free speech until just a couple of years ago. This was a group that in the 90s defended a neo-Nazi's group's right to march in the South, only because of free speech. A couple of years ago, they went full left wing and would not defend conservative principles anymore. They said they just couldn't do it. But apparently they say, whoa, uh, the left is going a little bit too left. We can't do this. But seeing what it is happening in social media... They are a little afraid of what could happen if the tech tyrants start getting rid of people with some BS and vague rules and policies, which is what they do. And worse, when the tech companies decide to start interpreting what someone says as violence, even though the words themselves are not really pushing violence, this is a bad thing. This is a really, really bad thing, and they know it. Um, it's one thing to take a side when it comes to social politics, but it's another thing to actually start shutting out the other side. The ACLU never believed in that. And I don't like the ACLU. My dad hates the ACLU, but even the ACLU thinks that this whole thing is dangerous. But it's not just the ACLU. A lot of people don't think that this is a great idea for the big tech giants to tyrants. I'm going to call them tyrants now because that's what they are, to ban Trump. And they're coming from places that are a little bit uh, surprising. Alexei Navalny, I, I'm sure I didn't pronounce that right. He was the Russian dissident who was supposedly poisoned by Vladimir Putin. He sat back and tweeted, I don't, don't tell me he was banned for violating Twitter's rules. I get death threats here every day for many years, and here he means Twitter. And Twitter doesn't ban anyone. Not that I ask for it. Among the people who have Twitter accounts are cold-blooded murderers, Putin and Maduro. He writes this. And liars and thieves, Medvedev. For many years, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram have been used as a base for Putin's troll factory and similar groups for other authoritarian countries. Of course, Twitter is a private company, but we have seen 
many examples of Russian and China, uh, in Russia and China, of such private companies becoming the state's best friends and enablers when it comes to censorship. This is absolutely true, by the way. And I'm going to say this earlier. I mean, Amazon was designing software for China so they could create better surveillance systems of their um, of their populations. Twitter has no problem allowing Xi or any of them in there. The, the, the Apple, which we're going to get to a few minutes, actually builds all their products in China using slave labor wages. Long work, slave labor. Long work hours. Zero pay. Very little pay. It was so bad that one Apple factory in China, the workers actually revolted. And you know what the Chinese government did? They shot them. This is Apple. This is the iPhone you've got in your hand right now. This is one of the reasons I do not have an Apple, I do not have an iPhone, I do not have an iPad, I do not have a Apple iMac, I have nothing when it comes to Apple because they are an evil, evil company. They're up there with Nike, which the NBA supports so crazy because Nike does the same thing. They build, they make all their shoes in China for nothing and then sell them to you for a couple of thousand percent profit. And I don't own Nike. I refuse to own Nike. I refuse to buy Nike. It'll never happen. But it is not just this Russian dissident that said something. German Chancellor Angela Merkel believes that banning President Trump from Twitter is problematic. Her spokesman said on January 11th, "Is uh, uh, this, fund- this fundamental right can be intervened in, but according to law and within the framework de- designed by legislatures, not according to a decision by management of social media platforms. Seen from this angle, the chancellor considers it problematic that the accounts of the U.S. president have now been permanently blocked. Not just Angela Merkel. By the way, we're getting... I just want to point this out. We're going to be getting educated on free speech from Germany, the European Union, France, where they have free speech regulations. You can't walk around Germany and scream that the Holocaust didn't exist. You'll go to jail or you'll get fined. You can't do that. Clement Buenet, the junior minister for the European Union Affairs, said he was shocked by... A shocked, a private company made this kind of decision. Boignet said this should be decided by the citizens, not by a CEO. There needs to be public regulation of big online platforms. Malfred Weber, the leader of the European Union Party, center-right political party, granted, but still, European Union, echoed Boignet's claims. Weber said, "He, we cannot leave it to big 
American big tech to decide how we can and cannot discuss online. Today's mechanisms destroy the compromise searching and consensus building that are crucial in free and democratic societies. We need a stricter regulatory approach. Meanwhile, Norway's left-leaning, left-leaning Labour Party leader Jonas Karstore said, quote, This is a line where freedom of expression is also at stake. If Twitter starts with this sort of thing, it means that they have to go around the world and look at what other people completely astray and shut them out. Gets better. Acting Prime Minister of Australia, Michael McCormick, said, quote, There's been a lot of people who have said and done a lot of things on Twitter previously that haven't been received that sort of condemnation or indeed censorship. I'm not one who believes in that sort of censorship. And finally, finally, Mexican President Manuel Lopez Orbador said, a court of censorship is like an inquisition to manage public opinion. I don't like being censored or taking away the light right to post a message on Twitter or Facebook. Do you know why these other countries are looking uh, are looking at us and they don't want the United States to censor and regulate free speech? Do you know why they're saying censorship and regulation of free speech? free speech within the United States is bad? There are three reasons. I'm going to take the most cynical and then I'm going to end with the most, I think, positive. The most cynical is, well, they have Twitter in Mexico, Norway, Germany, France, and, uh, oh, by the way, uh, President Meteoran of France also said this is disgusting. They have Twitter, they have Facebook all over the world, and they don't want their speech limited. What bothers me is the speech is not limited in China, in Iran, in North Korea. In It's not. That's my most cynical view, that they're only concerned about their countries. The second reason is that a lot of these guys said basically the same thing. Uh, President Obrador in Mexico did not say that, but everyone wants big tech actually relegate, regulated. Now, I'm not a big fan of regulation. I'm a capitalist and things like that. But, you know, when you can start saying what we can and what we can't say, I've got a problem with that. And finally, the most positive, and it is a positive, is because these other countries see the experiment of the United States as the light on the hill, as the bastion of freedom that every country wants and every country desires, but every country falls short of. And they see that suddenly when you have business that's beginning to regulate what people can and cannot say, this is a bad thing because it makes the United States basically look like every other country in the world. And suddenly the exceptionalism of the United States is in question. And I I believe that. I believe that. I truly believe that this is a 
huge thing that speech regulation, business, any regulation, this whole thing is huge. And it, it can't be stopped. And if we have to regulate monopolies, because that's what these things are turning out to be, we need to regulate these monopolies just like we regulated Microsoft. The question is, will the Democrats do it now that these big cut tech companies are doing what the Democrats want? My gut feeling says, well, no, they'll give them a break. Now, I believe there are a couple of ways we can handle this. And one of the ways is simply to drop Twitter. I think drop Twitter, drop Facebook, drop Instagram, drop TikTok. Now, I, I, I think the best way actually is to drop social media altogether and actually start talking to people. Get with people in your community that share your values or don't. I mean, this is one of the things why church is such a big deal. But a lot of people get their information from social media. I, I get a lot of information from social media, even though I don't get a tremendous majority from social media. I, I say you should follow me on Twitter, but that's just so that you get a knowledge or follow me on, on YouTube. That's just so that you actually get my content, not for anything else serious like that. Yeah, but I I do look at it every once in a while. But there are alternatives. And two of the alternatives is Parler, uh, which is a like Twitter, and Gab, <coughs> which is like Twitter. Parler is the one that I belong to, and that's the one I talk about. And you're not going to be able to hook with me in Parler, and that's what this part of the podcast is about. Um, the difference between Parler and Twitter, it's almost exactly like Twitter, is that Parler allows for free speech and will not suspend people for saying controversial things like men can't be women and stuff like that. Um, I was suspended on Twitter for dead naming a uh, army traitor um, and I got banned from it for 12 hours. Parler is seen as an alternative site for conservatives. Vox News calls Parler the dark part of the web where the alt-right can join. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm really weird. I've been on Parler for a couple of months. And uh, guess what? I didn't see any incitement, violent talk. It was just a bunch of conservatives getting together. I still look at Twitter because I like to hear what the left's got to say. But it, it, it's, it's stupid. They won't ban you. Mega company Apple has removed the social network service Parler from its app store because they said that Parler did not moderate harshly enough on their platform. This is what Apple said. We have received numerous complaints regarding objectionable content in your Parler service. This was from a letter from Apple to Parler. And by the way, I've read some of those objections. Guess where they came from? They came from left-wingers. They came from people like Media Matters that just go out there to destroy any conservative voice. Accusations that the Parler app was used to plan, coordinate, facilitate the 
facilitate the illegal activities in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021 that led, among other things, to the loss of life, numerous injuries, and the destruction of property. The app also appears to continue to be used to plan and facilitate yet further illegal and dangerous activities. Okay, this is whataboutism, but it's really not. Oh, what about all of the riots that were planned on Facebook and Twitter over the summer? We've got, we've got it. What about the politicians that were condoning the burning, the $2 billion in damage to small businesses and big businesses during the summer for six months? None of those people. Kamala Harris supported this. Nobody banned her. Incredible. So they gave Parler 24 hours to to sit back. Parler said no. And uh, the Parler CEO, John Matt, said, we will not cave the pressure from anti-competitive actors. We will and always have enforced our rules against violence and illegal activity, but we won't cave to politically motivated companies and those authoritarians, there's the word, who hate free speech. Anyone who buys an Apple phone is apparently a user. Apparently, they know what is the best for you by telling you which apps you may or may not use. Google has already removed Parler's app from the Google Store. Gab, which is another app that is the same as Twitter, Gab has already been pulled from the Apple and the Google app uh, installation programs. You, you see what's going on here? You see what's going on here? Apple, who... Let's see, did I say this before? I can't remember. Who builds their products with slave labor from China is telling us that they have the moral high ground to determine what apps we can and can't use, what information we can't and can't see. Google is working with the Chinese government to limit what people can see or search on their platform. Amazon is helping China create surveillance applications so China could better um, view or, or surveil their population. Nike and Apple charging slave labor for the products. But it got worse. And this is scary. Amazon was hosting Parler on their AWS platform. That's Amazon Web Services. So essentially what would happen is uh, Amazon would take your application. and I've worked with AWS before. It, it's a pretty common application. And would release servers to you so you could have your application on a platform that was secure, that was uh, fault tolerant. So one server goes down, the world doesn't stop and was guaranteed. AW, Amazon gave Parler 24 hours to come up with a sort of moderation standards. Is that something Amazon should be doing? Parler didn't update their moderation practices, and Apple shut them down on Sunday night. Uh, Amazon shut them down on Sunday night. You go to Parler.com, it's not there. It's down. Parler is now building their own uh, their own infrastructure 
just like Gab did. Gab, yeah, they shut us down, so what? We built our own infrastructure. We'll take care of our own stuff. And Gab's uh, content since Sunday, since they shut down Parler, has gone up 65,000 users in population. Twitter stock fell 12%. But Parler's down. Parler is getting a tremendous amount of support. And they've been down since Sunday. And they're expecting to be back up sometime next week. But because they have to build an entire infrastructure, it could take them a while. Gab was smarter than Parler. Gab sat back and said, oh, we're going to get banned. So they already built their infrastructure. It isn't as high quality as Amazon, but they're still running. This is scary that someone's business can be blackballed like that. There's nothing on Parler that's bad. I haven't looked at Gab. President Trump doesn't even belong on Parler. He's not a member of Parler. But this is happening today. It's happening today because the Democrats won the Congress, the Senate, and the presidency. And these big tech firms don't want to be regulated. So they're going to jerk off the Democrats to keep them at bay. Republicans could have handled this, and they didn't. We had the Senate. At one point, we had the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And we were saying, this is a bad thing. They never did anything about it. President Trump in 2017 said, this is a problem. No one did anything about it. And now people are seeing what the tyrants are doing. And I got news for you. Nothing's going to happen to them anytime soon. Because other business, and if they're doing everything the Democrats want, why do anything? This isn't a good thing. And court cases, Parler is suing uh, Amazon right now for breach of contract or whatever, or monopoly. If they're, if they're su uh, suing them for monopolizing the platforms, there's going to be a problem that could take years before it's actually settled. Years. Look how long it took Microsoft took Microsoft almost a decade to get broken up. I don't think it was a decade, but it was it was over five, six, seven years. So this isn't a good thing. But now it's not just Donald Trump being attacked on social media. This is part of the reason why I decided to add the poem in the beginning of this post. Now let's remember, so far, Trump... The President of the United States, President Donald J. Trump, President of the United States, has been banned from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, Reddit, and TikTok. But that's not it. And this is where things can get very scary. Companies Stripe and PayPal, which are payment companies, they expect they... Um, uh, take payments from customers and give it to vendors, have banned payments of any kind to Trump's campaign store. This is extremely scary stuff. Because if you can ban someone from making fiscal transactions, what's to stop credit card companies from banning you from making a transaction, let's say, to buy a gun. 
None of these companies banned donations, by the way, allowing from freeing rioters over the summer led by Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was taking donations, monies from people, and she was using these companies. Remember that those rioters caused $2 billion in damage. That's it. That it, This is the purge is beginning. Another example, last week, Jason Lee was blocked from entering a film studio that held Fox Business, the Fox Business News Show. The excuse that was used that he was on a list. No one knows what this list is. The company that held the film studios has not said anything. But what list is it? And I bet you could figure out some of the suspicions. You need more? A host of American corporations have announced that they are halting donations to Republican members of Congress who objected to the certifying of the Electoral College votes cast for President-elect Joe Biden. Now, you can object all you want. (coughs) We had objections in 2001. We had objections in 2005. We had objections in 2017 by Democrats. It's legal. You can do that. But these corporations said that those objections started riots. Those corporations, by the way, American Express, AT&T, Amazon, Blue Cross Blue Shields, Commerce Bank, Dow Chemical, Marriott, and MasterCard. These are private companies. They can donate to whoever they want. But I'll remind you, they didn't do the same thing to Democrats when they objected to George Bush winning the first time, George Bush winning the second time, and Donald Trump winning. And they never stopped working with people who supported the BLM and Antifa riots over the summer. I got more. I got more. The Washington Post reported on an alleged memo from Accumulus which is a syndicate that owns 416 radio stations in the United States on January 11th. The memo purportedly threatened to fire conservatives who failed to tone down discussions about election fraud. A number of left-wing media outlets picked up the story and propagated the story. Those talk show hosts that were specifically targeted, Ben Shapiro, Mark Levine, and Dan Bongino. All three denied getting any letters. Though, is it really something that should be a shocker? I don't know. According, uh, so we'll have to see if there was actually anything there. But Cumulus would not respond to the story. And all three conservative show hosts said, no, that didn't happen. Shall I continue? According to the Daily Wire, and also reported on by Tucker Carlson, following big tech censorship of Donald Trump, this is from um, the Daily Wire, following big tech censorship of President Donald Trump in the last five days of office, CNN's media reporter Oliver Darcy has suggested cable providers do something similar to conservative voices. Darcy, who routinely writes up alleged bias at Fox News and other right-leaning networks and publications, 
insisted that the most watched news channel, Fox routinely beats CNN in uh, viewership, spent months spreading disinformation about the, the November's election results. He said this, quote, We frequently discuss what the big tech companies have done to position the uh, public conversation by providing large platforms to bad faith actors who lie, mislead, promote conspiracy theories. Unlike Fox News, unlike CNN, which never does that. But what about TV companies that provide platforms to networks such as Newsmax, One America News, and yes, Fox News? Darcy wrote in a Reliable Sources newsletter. So, now, CNN, who always gets their ass kicked by Fox News, wants television companies to stop carrying news stations that do not agree with their mainstream rhetoric. Can you do me a favor and tell me, is this a good idea? We're entering a very scary time. And this scary time is simply because Democrats are in control. And these media and big tech outlets, authoritarians, want to get on the good side of the Democrats. But more so, these authoritarians actually just don't want any competition. I mean, why else eliminate Gab? Why else eliminate Parler? Why not? So this is disturbing stuff. And I look at my, and I'm not a big media guy, so I don't think it's really an issue. But it's kind of, what's, what's going to happen when they come for me and YouTube? And YouTube has already said I violated their, I violated their uh, speech content. I've got se- multiple podcasts that are actually not there. It's time to stand up. We need to take the alternatives. Get off of Facebook. Get off of Twitter. Get off of YouTube. Go to rumble.com. Rumble.com that is being manipulated. You want to watch videos, go to Rumble. You want to post videos, go to Rumble. You want to do the Twitter thing, go to Gab. Go to Parler. Parler will be back. Okay, you can follow me on Parler. It's not available yet, but you can follow me on Parler at Dumbasses Talking Politics. Fuck Twitter. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can visit my YouTube channel. They'll all be there. I know I'm still trying to figure out how to get this stuff onto um, Rumble. I haven't created an account yet, so we'll have to do that. Visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can view this, my show notes, my links, any video audio I have. Keep the faith, folks. It's all going to be okay. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics.